Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. We are coming to you from Frankenstein's Monkey Farm. And this is who the owl is, <laughs> of course, about Candyman. Candyman. Is this a movie you have seen? No. No, you have not. No, you have not. <laughs> um, yeah, so Candyman is one that we've been looking to do for a little while. It was suggested mm-hmm. to us by a couple people, actually. So here we are with Who the Al is Candyman. We were going to do it earlier. We had a couple episodes planned earlier. Should I talk about that? Okay. So if you've listened to recent episodes, we teased a couple things without many specifics that we then didn't deliver on. Uh, And I guess we've learned our lesson that when you're doing a show where you're a couple of uh, really flighty, (laughs) excitable dudes who suddenly go off on a tangent, Maybe you shouldn't tease so many future episodes. So <laughs> we, we've moved around a couple things that we teased earlier towards more like the summer. But when we met Garrett Graham, we decided to shift our schedule a little bit, cram in Phantom of the Paradise. So that's what happened to some of those things we teased earlier. Yeah. And so should we get into my story? Okay. For Candyman? Yep. All right. Here we go. Um, now, Candyman, again, a movie you haven't seen. Why? Because it's rated R, I guess. Yes, it is rated R. It's very much rated R. Yeah, absolutely. So it's rated R. How much do you actually know about Candyman? What have you seen of Candyman? The the picture of the front of the case? Yeah, yes. just the cover of the Blu-ray. That's it. Yeah. That's all Al has seen. The cover of the Collector's Edition Scream Factory Blu-ray. That is it. So based on the name Candyman... And what you're seeing on this cover right now, who is Candyman? Who the owl is Candyman? Let's specify that. Okay. So, he looks like a regular person, I guess. But I think he looks like he's made of bees. Okay, so something to do with bees. All right. And he has this hand that has, like, metal stuff. And he has a hook. Okay, so a metal hook for a hand. Yeah. Yeah. Any other defining characteristics, as far as you can tell? Um, he wears a fluffy coat. Okay, so he's got hook hand, some kind of bee body thing going on, and a fluffy coat. All right, what else do you, what else can you glean from the cover? Just the cover. I think he has candy. Okay, something to do with candy, fair. Like candy on him to attract the bees? Okay, sure, what kind of candy would attract bees, do you think? Honey. Honey. So, we've got that information here. That's all you've got. This is the first time Al's ever seen the cover, ever seen anything to do with Candyman, really. So, based on that, hook hand, bees, fluffy coat, who the Al is Candyman? I guess Candyman, he actually is, He. I think he has candy on him? Mm-hmm. Or, he's made of bees. Two of those, one of them, I mean... Could he be made of bees and have candy on him? 
I guess he could have, I guess, yeah, he could have probably, um, as I'm thinking, I think he's like, I think he's basically, he has, um, he's a skeleton, basically, uh-huh. but he has candy on his skeleton that attracted bees. All right. But then he became alive, and to hide that he had the bees, he had like this, I guess, sheet over the bees, and then it had a fluffy coat. All right. Yes. That makes a sense. So, uh, to summarize, he's a skeleton with candy on him, like honey, to attract the bees. And so, like, the bees then make up his body? Yes. What about his face? I guess they made this, like, wax face. Uh Uh-huh. But they, there was, like, things on it to make it look like a real face. But then bees are inside it. Oh. They're his brain. This is like one of those scenarios that you'd see in a cartoon where like three kids get on each other's shoulders and put on a trench coat and pretend to be an adult. This is kind of like yeah. that, but it's like a million bees pretending to be a dude. Yeah, okay. basically. What's with the hook hand then? I guess that he got his hand cut off. But wouldn't it just be made of bees? I think the bees are still there, but they had... The nails, I guess, in them to keep the hook. To keep the hook there, I guess? What do they need the hook for? As his other hand. Why don't they just have two hands? I don't know. Hmm. Well, this is this is what you gotta know. This is who the hell is, Candyman. I guess the bees, um, it's the simplest thing they could just find around. Why not make two hands, though? That's my question. That's what that's what I'm trying to figure out. So if, like, if his head here is filled with bees and it's just a mask and his other hand is also filled with bees and it's just, like, a glove or whatever, why the hook? What do they need the hook for? What do they do with the hook? The first thing I came up with was that he has a candy cart. Okay. I think they use the hook to pull the candy cart around and stuff. Oh, okay, so it would be like like if he grabbed the candy cart with his left hand here. Yeah. Because that's filled with bees, that would squash the bees. But if they use the hook, they can pull on it without squashing the bees that are inside yeah. the hand. Okay, okay, okay. That actually makes a lot of sense. Okay, so Candyman is a bunch of bees piled around a skeleton, and they mm-hmm. create, and so he's got like a bee brain. He's got like a hive yes. mind, literally. Uh-huh. They actually, they made a hive inside his skull. Oh, that that's cool. makes his brain, basically. Uh-huh. So bees are basically controlling him. So it's like inside the face then would be a hive. That's kind of his skull is like the hive. Or like no, they built no, a hive around skull. his skull. There's the skull, but inside the skull. And then the hive, basically, all the bees come in and when the bees are in, the bees control him. And they talk. Yes. So they do they can... have like a, a special voice? How do they sound? The bees use dancing to make his him talk, basically. Okay, so like bugs do, basically, yeah, you're they saying. Dance, they dance around making words. So like... he uses like a sign language almost. Yeah. Or do, but can bees... he talk, I guess? That's he my question. He can talk. Yes, he can talk. Uh-huh. Just the hive, since it's... It's weird, but when they dance, the queen always dances since um, the queen of the hive dances, and then um, he says the words that she's trying to say. 
How does he sound? What's his voice like? Can you do um, a, like an impression of this voice that you think he has? Do you want candy? So kind of a like a southern drawl almost. It's kind of like do. Uh, sometimes he goes do. It's like do you want candy? Like with kind of a like kind of a jittering in his voice. Yeah, since okay. the bees go. Yeah, so he's got almost a buzzing. But it's not robot. fully talking. It's just like buh. like in it while he's talking, it's going. Uh huh. So, yeah. So it's like bee buzzing, approximating the sound of human words. Yes. Okay. There's actually to get that much bees, there's actually more than one colony, but there's like one giant hive. Uh huh. No, there is no skull, but the hive is the skull. Uh huh. So. The queens all dance together. Oh, to multiple make him hives. Talk. Cool. Yeah, and or they multiple all multiple colonies. Dance. Yes, multiple colonies. And all the queens all dance together so, to make them to make him talk. So my question for you is then, why did this happen? Why did these bees come together to form Candyman? I think the bees actually got polluted, I guess. Oh, okay. And then there was honey, basically, when he died. There was honey on him for no reason. Okay, just no reason. Totally accidental. Yeah, and then bees got... The bees got attracted, and they have these kind of superpowers mm-hmm. that formed him. Okay. Basically. there's So there's a movie we saw that's kind of like this. Are you getting this from the movie we saw? No. Okay, there's a movie we saw about bees that's kind of like this. They don't form a person, but the bees are, like, responding sort of intelligently and, like, communally to the threat of human pollution. Yeah. Do you remember this movie? I don't want to say the name of it because I don't want to spoil it. No. Okay, okay. Well, cool. So maybe that just sort of settled into the back of your head and it's like a, a, a subconscious storage of this information mm-hmm. that you're pulling on. Okay. So this isn't like something you're consciously doing. It's just maybe happenstance. Yeah. All right. Basically. Okay. So some guy died, was covered in honey. On accident. On accident. He like ugh, slipped in like a puddle of honey or something. No. Dropped a jar of honey on the ground and then bleh. The, the, there was a guy, a janitor, and there was like honey. And when he was sleeping up, um, when he was sweeping it up, the honey became open, and there was little cracks in mm-hmm. where he died, and it got all over him. Oh, and so he just died. He had, like, a heart attack or something. No, he was already dead. And then a jar of honey fell on him. It didn't fall on him. It got opened, and then there was <laughs> cracks, and then all the honey came in. So then somebody... So there's a dead guy. Yeah. And then somebody's, like... Opening a jar of honey over his dead body? Mm-mm. There was a janitor sweeping it up, and then when he was sweeping the jar oh, of the honey j- up, it accidentally opened. Okay, so the, the janitor was sweeping up, dumped the honey on a body on accident. accident. He didn't know the body was there, yes? Uh, no, he saw the grave, but when he was <laughs> sweeping up, he didn't see that the jar opened, and right. all the honey went in. Yeah. And then the bees... It's one of those, it's a thing really common. For those of you who are listening from overseas, here in the United States, we have this uh, very common trend of uh, selling honey at our cemeteries. We're known for that here. (laughs) Whenever you you bury a loved one, you also walk away with a jar of honey. It's like, 
You know, it's like, sorry for your loss. Here's a jar of honey. And the, but the, that's a joke. A guy. You're, I know. You I should, know. <laughs> okay. I, know. I, I, I don't want you to be like thinking you're learning something here when I'm making up some garbage. I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Then the bees, he still had skin on him, but the bees went in and the honey was on him and they like destroyed all his skin off, basically. And then they and became his body. Then they built the hive on his skull. All right. Okay. All so came together basically. So that's that's what he is, and that's how he came to be. Yes. But let me hear. What's the story of the movie Candyman, starring this, like Al's version of Candyman, comprised entirely of intelligent bees that were mutinized, basically. Uh, mutinized. Yeah. Like they, the mutants and their and there was they're like committing a little mutiny. bit. The, they smelled basically honey. Um, a couple hives smelled the honey, sure, sure. but it was no. actually toxic, and they got in it on. And oh, then so it was like toxic, toxic honey that he got on him. Yeah. Okay. There okay. Was that's that's a totally toxic different thing. Yeah. And honey, and the toxic mixed with the honey. Or maybe he died from toxic waste. Yeah, and he then, died from toxic. And then somebody toxic spilled honey waste. on him. Okay. No, 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 no. The, he died from toxic waste. That it destroyed his skin. Basically, and okay. then, but there was. But then before the this gets too on. confusing, though, because you're changing your story now. Let's move into the narrative of the movie. What is going on in Al's Candyman? So he's trying to get candy. He's giving out candy since kids like candy. Uh-huh. He's giving them for very cheap, so he can get a lot of money. So okay. he can like. Get a house and get more things uh-huh. so they don't know he's a bee man. Okay. Okay. So he's like trying to blend in to human society by simply becoming like a responsible citizen of the United States of America. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So then what's his, what's his goal? Like, let's say he does this. Let's say he sells enough candy to buy a house. And yes, that's actually in it. Okay. He buys a house. Okay, so he buys this house. What's his goal then? Like, what's he trying to do once people are like, hey, there goes, like, what's his name? The, his name is Carl, basically. Carl. Carl Candyman, right? Carl, but they call him the Candyman. Yeah, Carl, since he's the, the Candyman, most... Candyman. Yeah. So then He sells the most candy, so almost everybody in <laughs> the right. town knows him. Of course they do. Of course. Where does he live? He lives in a uh, a small town in actually Chicago, still Chicago. Small okay, town so he lives in, in Chicago. Chicago. A small town in Chicago? I mean, a small town in America. Okay, whereabouts though? I think Colorado. Colorado. Okay, Colorado. so Carl lives in Colorado. He buys a house in Colorado, having sold enough candy to children to afford a house. What then? What does this bee man? want to do the bees their goal is to destroy the world how's he gonna do this from his house he's gonna try and actually the bees are trying to stop wars like a president would they he would try and become the president and stop things okay so they think that they can become they can rule the world okay so his goal is to become president and control the world politically. Insect yeah. politics, just like in The Fly. 
Yeah. Oh, man. Al, you're coming up with something that David Cronenberg came up with independently of you, or you came up independently of him. Uh, that's really cool. So his goal then is to trick people into thinking he's an average citizen, that he's of age to become president, and then become president in order to stop people from fight from like fighting and ruining the world any more than they have. Yeah. So he's the good guy. He's trying to be the good guy, but he's actually the bad guy. When he becomes rule over the world, he's going to, like, say that. He's trying to say and start wars. Oh, so he's claiming. Oh, man. He's becoming president, saying that he's going to fix things, but really is just going to start hurting yeah. people and, and he's, start. And he's start. trying to fix things so they think he's really good. And then... The bees think that he can rule the world, and then he's going to start wars. Oh, and then he's going to, like, eradicate humanity. Yeah. Oh, man. And, like, destroy everything so he can rule everything without any people. Oh, man. So is he the protagonist, or is somebody else the protagonist? Somebody else. Okay, so this is, like, somebody else in the town. When the candy man came in, the candy... The bees kind of make the candy? Of course. Yeah, I mean, they make honey. So, mm-hmm. like, if it's all like, honey-based candy, then, like, hmm, something's up. And that guy yeah. sure buzzes a lot. Yeah. And, yeah. like... And when he sneezes, he sneezes out honey? He Basically, <laughs> he sneezes out honey. So, they buy his candy since some people, they got sick. But then, the next day, they were fine. He's trying to do that so he can get enough money and try and get a house and rule the world. Okay. By getting Some of this is a bit confusing to, to me, but like, but basically, the person who's the protagonist becomes suspicious of Carl because of the way that people react to the candy. And then what happens then? Does he like follow Carl to Washington, no. D.C.? He doesn't or even she is it a, the, who's the protagonist? You you said he, he but it's okay. A he. Yes, and I won't spoil the ending. Well, you're making this up as you go along. So you, so you better spoil the ending cuz this okay. I'll tell you your version he, of the story is very different from it, the actual okay. movie, so you're not spoiling the movie. Okay. So he actually doesn't become he does become president? Uh-huh. But at night he's usually suspicious and usually goes to the graveyard uh-huh like bees do yeah yeah they go back to the graveyard oh where like he was buried yeah uh-huh. every time since the janitor checks if all the bodies are there so he always the bees go out and he always looks like he used to look and sure. the bees take everything away and hide so the janitor at the graveyard is like, hey, there's that guy that I buried or that we buried. I guess the janitor like, doesn't bury they bodies. Always, but... the, he always picks up and looks under very quickly to see if all the bodies are there. Okay. I don't think you know how graveyards work, but fair enough. Let's say it's a graveyard where he can somehow check. Yeah. Could be like a mausoleum or something. They they basically, it's fake grass. They're, it's like a <laughs> thing that's- It's AstroTurf. Yeah. Yeah, and you can lift it up. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, that makes a sense. But so only... then he becomes suspicious of Carl. Carl's now president. How do Not they? Not now. 
Well, let's let's get right to the end where Carl's president. Okay, so Carl's president. I know how people become president. They got to run campaigns and all that kind of stuff. So Carl's president. How do they stop him? Who stops him and how do they stop him? So, um, the boy actually, it's, he's still a boy, but he comes there. How old there. is he? He's 10. 10 years old, okay. Yes, and he always, when his parents go to sleep, he always knows since they hear his, the bedroom is like, like downstairs, but the door always shuts and it's really loud. Mm-hmm. So he knows when they're asleep. Okay, so he sneaks out when they're asleep. He goes to Washington, D.C. He actually he he, doesn't. Oh, he waits for Carl to come back to the graveyard. Yeah. Okay, what does he do? How does he stop it? So, this I got to know. They go to the president's speeches. That's uh-huh. Carl. Carl. President and, Carl. Yes. President Candeman. They always go, and he always hears his plans, and he has his own plans. So he... Uh, he starts going to the president's and hears his plans. So he he writes the president's plans down and he put them together to see what he's trying to do. How does he stop him though? He actually when he goes to the graveyard, he has this like um When Carl goes to the graveyard. Yeah, he okay. has um he puts pollution Went before the janitor comes inside there, and then when he goes in, the bees all die from the pollution. Oh, so the kid kills the bees by filling the grave with pollution. pollution. Okay, so yeah. basically you're saying Carl has to go back to the graveyard every every night yeah. in order to not be suspected. So the president of the United States of America goes back to Colorado to a little graveyard, climbs underneath the grass, gets in the grave. Waits for the janitor to check and then goes back home. But on this night, this 10-year-old kid fills the grave with pollution and kills him. Just before he always sees it's at exactly 10 o'clock at night. Sure. So he puts it out just like a couple minutes before 10, like 9.50 something. Sneaky. Sneaky. Yeah. And then he runs out. Mom and dad always check on him. So he always runs back home and So it's like yeah, it's like a game of like who can be hiding from, you know, like in the right spot at the right time, you know, avoiding getting caught. Carl's trying to avoid being caught sneaking out of his grave and this kid's trying to avoid being caught sneaking out of the house and it's like scheduling conflicts, a lot of tension, you know, ticking clocks. That's cool, man. And then at the end like after he's destroyed the town's back to normal. Yeah, and I guess, you know, then whoever was the vice president Since, becomes president. Yeah. He was probably made of spiders. So, you know. And then, like, and it's The cycle starts again. Basically, he actually hided the actual Candyman. Hid the Candyman. The other one. And then the Candyman finally gets out. Oh, so there are, like, enough bees that they created multiple Candymen. No. It's very confusing, Alistair. He becomes president. The de- the guy who was dead. The, the guy who that be- got trapped. There was another uh, Candyman before him. To shorten that down if you got confused. I'm very confused. <laughs> okay. The Candyman manipulates the other one. Like, the he makes the wax that copies the other one. The so living the- person. Okay, okay, okay. So what you're saying is the bees modeled their 
wax face off of a living human being's face. Yes. Okay, that makes a sense. Got it. Cool. Moving on then. Now, that was a wild story. I think I finally made sense of most of it. And we've recorded for a very long time now with me being confused for most of it. So, really quickly, here's what you got right. The stuff that you gleaned from the cover, he's got a hook hand, bees are involved, honey was on a guy. Uh, That was right. Uh, Everything else was very, very wild. What was his goal? Oh, that's really complicated because he's actually, I mean, he's not the protagonist of the story. The story is about a woman who is trying to prove that this urban legend, you know, is kind of like real or like studying the urban legend. And there's a story in the movie that if you say Candyman five times, Candyman will appear. And that's why it says that on the cover. We dare you to say his name five times that he will appear and kill you. That's what they say in the movie. And so she's trying to learn more about that. And she is writing a paper on it or like her dissertation on it. Um, She's a college student uh, working on her PhD. And so she goes to research it and she goes to school at, if I recall correctly, the University of Chicago. Hmm. So it takes place in Chicago. Okay. It was set. Right. He. Well, no, you said Colorado. Eventually you changed it. (laughs) So you were right at first that it was in Chicago, but there are no towns in Chicago because Chicago is itself a city. There's an origin to him and stuff that I don't want to get into because like a lot of that is in the in the sequels and stuff. So I won't elaborate on that, really. But suffice it to say that uh, he's kind of um, sort of a ghostly kind of a presence like he may or may not be real. Okay. yeah. And what's interesting is that it was set at least the Chicago stuff in the first movie. The other movies are set. I think the the two and three are set in different places. I don't remember the third one very well. But the first one, Candyman is reported to live at Cabrini Green in Chicago, which was like a housing development here in Chicago that got really pretty bad and violent and then was eventually torn down. The last building of which was still standing when your mom and I moved to Chicago. We actually used to work down the street from it. Ken, our friend Ken, watched the movie for the first time when he was a little kid while at Cabrini Green. What? Yeah. How scary would that be? Yeah. He probably thought that he was real. Yeah. The Candyman was going to come in and like kill him. Yeah. Ask him about it sometime. Anyway, that's a little bit about Candyman. Oh, also, it's based on a story by Clive Barker who made Hellraiser. Cool. Yeah. So it's the second Clive Barker character to appear on who the Al is, if I remember correctly. I may be wrong. We may have a third that I'm forgetting, but Pinhead and Candyman at least. So, Alistair, do you think you have answered the question, who the Al is Candyman? Yes. I think so, too. You happy with this one? Yeah, I This am. one's weird and wild, and I was so very confused for so much of it. I understand it. I, uh, I'm sure you do. That's <laughs> That's your seven-year-old brain firing on, like, 36 cylinders all at once and i'm you know i need another five or six cups of coffee to be operating at that level i think yeah so, i need zero cups of yeah, coffee. yeah you just that's you naturally uh do you want to do our social media stuff if i can remember some well okay uh instagram follow us on instagram at cadavercast yes 
One word. One word, Cadavercast. You can follow us on Twitter at Cadaver underscore cast. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook at Cadavercast or join our group on Facebook, the Cadavercast Critters and Creeps Club. Yep. Join the Critters and Creeps Club. And if you want to email us, you can send us an email at cadavercast at gmail.com. And that is cadavercast, one word, again. So uh, there you go. Al, you know what to do, man. You've been listening to another episode of Cadavercast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. Thanks. Thank you, everybody. We love you.